BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Thank you. Uh, You're looking live right now in Tel Aviv. Uh, President Biden arrived this morning in Israel. He is now sitting down with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who is speaking. Let's listen in. Mr. Prime Minister, in the wake of Hamas's uh, appalling terrorist assault, it was brutal, inhumane, uh, almost beyond belief what they did, this cabinet came together. And uh, standing strong, standing united, and, uh, and I want you to know you're not alone. You are not alone. As I emphasized earlier, we will continue to have Israel's back as you work to defend your people. We'll continue to work with you and partners across the region to prevent more tragedy to innocent civilians. Seventy-five years ago, your founders declared that this nation would be one based, quote, based on freedom, justice, and peace based on freedom, justice, and peace. The United States stands with you in defense of that freedom, in pursuit of that justice, and in support of that peace. Today, tomorrow, and always, we promise you. All right, quite a few people shouting questions uh, at the president at this point. You know, this is going to be a short trip, Blair. I mean, he's, he's going in, and then he's going to be leaving. He'll be sleeping on the plane, flying back to the United States tonight. Um, the goals, what are they? Um, obviously ending the violence, supporting Israel, and uh, finding another path to peace, which doesn't look like it's anywhere near in the future. All right, we'll continue to bring you all uh, updates and follow up on this. Right now, we're going to take a look at our forecast Live look here down Washington as you get your hump day started out. Angela Huddy, how are we shaping up today? Not bad here to start. Certainly a chilly start out the door. Many spots are in the lower 40s here, but Metro St. Louis a few degrees warmer this morning, holding on to the low 50s as we start our Wednesday morning. So definitely a jacket, favorite hooded sweatshirt at the bus stop this morning. M again, if you're closer to the Metro St. Louis area, Think, it being a, think of it being a little bit warmer. The more rural areas you are, it's a little bit chillier this morning, so you may want to up that jacket level. By this afternoon, though, thanks to a south wind, we're going to push those highs into the mid-70s. Notice that increase in cloud cover by this evening. If you've got family plans or practice outside, could be some rain showers moving in. We'll talk about the timeline for our only chance at wet weather this week coming up in just a few minutes. Amelia?
Yep, and MoDOT gave us some initial reports that there might be a minor traffic incident by Lambert International Airport. Um, they didn't say if it's either in the westbound or eastbound lanes, and unfortunately the cameras in that area are not working. Apologies, but if you are traveling on that I-70 stretch, just be aware you might be tapping the brakes a little bit, but where you won't be tapping the brakes is everywhere else. Everything else is moving. Yes, there's going to be some ramped up traffic in both the northbound and southbound directions of I-270 and 55. But other than that, everything is all clear. Blair and John. Well, investigators are trying to figure out what caused an intense overnight fire. It destroyed a Metro East convenience store. Yeah, the Power of Two's Chris Rene live at the scene with a look at the situation right now. Chris still looks pretty active behind you there. Indeed, Blair. Good morning to you, John. Good morning to you as well. We are on Camp Jackson Road at Carroll Street, very close to Cahokia Heights. Take a look behind me. Fire crew still on the scene here. You are looking at what's left of the County Line Quick Stop convenience store. Heavy equipment has knocked down part of the burned out building, but for now, crews have not knocked down the section of the building closest to us because we're told that is where authorities believe the fire started. That is also the area where the investigation into a cause will focus. Earlier, fire crews had their hands full with this firefight. Take a look at some video from overnight when the flames here were still raging. Crews getting their first call just before 2.30 this morning. The Camp Jackson Fire Department is literally just up the street. They were the first on the scene. The Camp Jackson Fire Chief Chris Davis telling me flames were already pouring from the building when he and his crews arrived. The fire here quickly growing to five alarms with some 30 firefighters responding from 10 different departments. There was a full second floor to this building with an apartment before the fire. The owner did not want to speak on camera, but he did tell me a short time ago that one of his workers was sleeping upstairs when this all happened. He woke up to the smell of the smoke. He went outside, saw the fire, and then called 911. Here is some of what Chief Davis told us earlier about the firefight here. It went pretty quick. Like I said, once it got up in that attic, you could just you could hear the fire up there. And it just, it just took off maybe within, I don't know, five or ten minutes. It was all the way to the other end. And uh, I had a, uh, the first crew, we were hitting it with water, and then I had one other guy, he was uh, trying to cut the bars and stuff off the windows. He was able to do that. And once uh, other companies started arriving, they went to go make entry to try to knock the fire down, and the roof started coming in. And that's when they went to a defensive operation, simply fighting it from the outside. You can see crews continuing to douse the building with fire to make sure nothing, or with water, excuse me, to make sure nothing reignites. The owner telling me earlier that the gasoline pumps here were no longer working. This was a convenience store selling food, alcohol, and there were also gaming machines on the side of the store closest to us where that investigation is going to focus. The state fire marshal has been called in. They will take over the investigation. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. For now, live near Cahokia Heights, I'm Chris Fournier. Thank you, Chris. It is 6.04 right now. Winter is 64 days away. And today and tomorrow, the Missouri Department of Transportation gearing up to tackle the challenges of the season. The Power of Two's Laura Simon has the latest on MoDOT's winter weather preps and what you need to look out for on the roadways. Good morning to you, Laura. 
Good morning to you, Blair. You can certainly expect to see more MoDOT workers like snowplows out on the roads. They're going to be driving their routes over the next two days starting at 10 in the morning. So you can expect to see MoDOT crews out on our interstates and major stretches of road that they typically cover when winter weather strikes. We want to show you some videos. Crews will <laughs> have certainly been doing this for quite some time because this is what winter looks like in St. Louis. It's a critical exercise that allows crews to fine-tune their response strategies for winter weather emergencies. And as we anticipate the inevitable arrival of winter and the weather that often comes with it, MoDOT is working to ensure our roads remain safe and accessible. Keeping Missouri's roads clear is one of MoDOT's most critical functions when winter storms happen. When we do have snow and ice, MoDOT deploys every snowplow operator they have, and they often work in 12-hour shifts to ensure the safety of the roads and the drivers on them. Their goal is to have all of our major roads mostly clear within 24 hours of a storm's end. And tomorrow there's going to be a news conference happening at MoDOT's ballast maintenance facility. And their leadership is going to be joined by representatives from the National Weather Service, as well as the Missouri State Highway Patrol and the Illinois Department of Transportation, where we do expect to hear their insights, predictions, and preparations for the upcoming winter season. MoDOT spent $33 million on winter weather operations last year. Even though we didn't have that bad of a winter statewide, they used 63,000 tons of salt, 957,000 gallons of salt brine, and 147,000 gallons of beet juice. And you might remember the MoDOT worker shortage last year. We are finding out that they did hire 100 new maintenance workers over the summer, but they are still several hundred workers short for this upcoming winter. So if you're interested in applying, you can find more info over on MoDOT's website. Reporting live here in De Pere this morning, I'm Laura Simon. Thank you, Laura. It's 606 right now. Well, a St. Louis man charged in a deadly hit and run will not serve any prison time. This happened in October 2020 on North Broadway near Bellefontaine Cemetery. Yesterday, a St. Louis City judge sentenced Anthony Allen Jr to seven years of probation for running over 37-year-old Chanel Jamison and then leaving the scene. Police say Jamison was trying to cross the street when Allen hit her with his white Dodge. Jamison's sister, Candace, says this family is just devastated because they don't feel justice was served. My niece and nephew, they really missing their mom. And they just want their mom back, and I know she can't come back, but they really want justice. St. Louis does not know how to prosecute cases. Those uh, attorneys down there, those judges down there, I, I mean, it's getting real gimmicky. And, and look, the world, the world is looking at St. Louis. The world looking at because of stuff like that. Well, Allen's attorney told us he did not have any comment after the sentence. A spokesperson with the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office said Allen made an open plea in front of Judge Noble, who is a very experienced judge. We accept the sentence. In Illinois, a Troy, Illinois man accused of murdering his girlfriend will not go in jail, will not be in jail as he awaits for his trial. It's part of the new Safety Act. 52-year-old Michael Perham called police, they say, after he shot and killed his girlfriend in his apartment last month. Now, this happened 13 days before the Safety Act took effect, eliminating cash bail. Perham was freed after posting $100,000 bond. Well, the state's attorney then filed a petition to have him sent back to jail with no bond under the new law. Yesterday, the judge allowed Perham to remain free 
ordering him to have no communication at all with witnesses. Senior citizens living in St. Louis County will soon see a break on their property taxes. County Council members voted to approve the freeze last night with certain conditions. Those include a $550,000 cap, raising the age for eligible seniors to 67 and adding a sunset clause. That means the council can decide to change the bill at any point. The freeze takes effect next year. Well, some excited fans got a chance to meet Aquaman. Yeah, they got to meet him up close and personal. They even touched him. He doesn't have scales. Yeah, he is the leading man, Jason Momoa, and he is on a six-state tour promoting his new vodka that he's come up with. He made his first of three stops in the St. Louis area yesterday at Schnucks and De Pere. This morning, he's going to be at the Crestwood Deerbergs from 10 in the morning until 11.30. And this afternoon, he'll be at Chesterfield at Total Wine and More from 2 in the afternoon until 3.30. You can grab a photo with him, buy some of his uh, vodka. He'll sign the bottle. And it'll be a collector's item right there for you. So Aquaman in St. Louis, a swimming success.